Greetings, this is J.R. Dickey. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. And by the way, don't forget our website, graceandtruth.net. I hope you're having a great day, but if not, hang with me. It's about to get better. Okay, today we're going to talk about some of the things that we hear out of the Bible that we think are a little tough to swallow. Okay, let's get going. Fiery idealist that he was, John jumped immediately from the first sign of the wedding wine to a dramatic encounter at the temple in Jerusalem between Jesus and the religious robbers. Out of John chapter 2, it says, Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and he found in the temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves and money changers doing business. Now, the system allowed for the sale of these religious items as part of the officially sanctioned worship You know, it all started off probably quite innocently, but by this time, when Jesus was there, the pilgrims were pretty much being pillaged by these pious pirates. On top of that, it was the religious officialdom that ultimately benefited from these sales and exchanges of coin. But it's not too different today. No, I'm not referring to the Christian booksellers or recording artists and all those guys, though you could really get me going on that point. Rather, we find far too many ministers who are simply employed, doing what they do because they like Christian employment. I know a number. Rather than obeying a calling from God. Thank the Lord for the many who are genuine in their service. Verses 15 and 16 out of chapter 2 says, when he had made a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overturned the tables. And he said to those who sold doves, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of merchandise. Jesus, I don't think, wasn't perturbed at the sale so much as the locale, his father's house. On a second round, a few years later, he did the same thing and said, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. That's Matthew 21.15. This radical cleansing impressed John as well as the other gospel writers. It seems he was ready for a firebrand Messiah. He, After all, he was called the son of thunder, Mark chapter 3 and he was ready for a religious storm. John was zealous for the things of God, or so he thought. He was ready for some zeal. Holy scriptures pertaining to such passion were easy for him to recall and believe. Verse 17 says, Then his disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house has eaten me up. Christ's holy attitude struck a chord with John. It was the kind of thing that the Baptist would have done, but something was about to transpire that John wasn't ready for. Verse 18 says, So the Jews answered and said to him, What sign do you show us since you do these things? Oh boy, another sign, John may have been thinking. Well, verse 19 and 20 says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, It's taken 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? John wasn't ready for this. What was Jesus saying? This conundrum stuck in his mind for years. 
and it may even been a hard saying for him. The water into wine sign led him to believe in Jesus as the Messiah. He said so himself. But he may have really struggled with this one. He wasn't ready for it. And it is the same for us today. I submit that most of us come to faith in Christ not being ready for all that he has to say. There are verses in the Bible which pose contradictions to our desires or experience or rationale. Consequently, we try to interpret them to fit our vision, or we simply put them in the uh, not-so-sure-about-this-one bucket. But many times, it's not because we don't want to believe it, we're just not ready to believe. Jesus never explained the saying to his disciples privately like he did the parables, though he did tell them later that he had to die and be resurrected. But even then, they didn't really get it. It may have been just too big a pill to swallow. Verse 21 says, But he was speaking of the temple of his body. Now, this was the revelation that explained it all. But keep in mind, John wrote this retrospectively. At the time, he was as clueless or maybe even faithless as everyone else. He had to go through some things first before he could understand and or believe this saying. Verse 22 says, Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this to them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. There you go. Remember, the Gospel of John is one large lesson for all of us on believing In this segment between signs, he is teaching us that it is critical to believe not only in Jesus as Christ, but to believe in all that he has said, for the two beliefs are usually segregated in the minds of believers. Additionally, he is teaching us that we are sometimes not ready to believe all that he said, and this can create a dilemma. It wasn't until after the resurrection that John believed the scripture and the saying of Jesus. In like manner, many of us struggle with portions of the Bible, but we shouldn't, but we do. For example, there are some who will not believe in the literal second coming of Christ until after the fact. Hmm. Now, a ready mind is one that is taught of the Holy Spirit and knows that the Word of God is true, whether or not it complements our understanding. Such a mind is willing to believe. You see, there are some things that he has said that we're often just not ready to mentally digest, but we should never abandon what we do know and believe for what we don't understand or struggle with. We must remain willing to believe For in due season, when we are ready, ready to believe and or understand, like John, we will look back and say, wow, now I get it. At the foot of the cross, John still didn't get it, and it was a dark, dark day. But in the empty tomb, only a few days later, it became much clearer. You can believe all that Jesus said, all the scriptures, with absolute confidence. If some things are still a mystery, or rub you, or humble you, or 
contrary to your natural thinking? Hold on. Remain what I'll call a ready or willing mind, willing to believe. You won't be disappointed. The Holy Spirit never said, oops. You can trust him. You can believe all that he said. Now, may the Lord grant you peace in the midst of any storm and faith to trust him and believe his word. Look for our next podcast and may you realize more of his grace today.